Bro. Welcome to the Thirst World Problems Podcast, where we talk about drinks, current events, music, and more. Now, here's your host, Nick Dugall, and his panel of experts, B, Bell, and the infamous Doc. This is Bell coming at you from behind the mic on Thirst World Problems 2024. Today, we've got a nice, nice, nice lineup of topics. Nick, why don't you just preview those topics real quick? Yeah, man. Like, uh, so while we were on break, Cat Williams just gave everyone a receipt, which is crazy, uh, on um, Shannon Sharp's podcast. We got uh, Yassine Bay. Bay controversy. Don't say that. Don't say it like that. Just say it most definitely. It's Yassine Bay, man. I give respect to him, man. No. If Drake was like, call me. Call me Yankee, I'd be like, no. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to still call you Drake. But Yassin Bay, mad respect. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We got some sports. And then uh, we'll probably end it up with a uh, silly question, Mavelle. Yeah. Can I start with a silly question? I already thought you to do it without even being asked, though. Can you start by sounding like me? I'm trying not to sound like you, but man. It's just been a tough, tough, tough week coaching here. So I've been losing my voice. We've had a bunch of games in the last few days. So I actually had one earlier today, but that, I, don't, I don't want to get into that. I don't want to get into that. Let's keep positive thoughts. I don't want to get into that either. Moving. What you got? Yeah. What's the question? Okay, so you're, you're homeboys, right? Is it okay if one of your homeboys starts dating a girl? You guys got, you know, you know, you're normal going out, doing things, blah, blah, blah. And your homeboy's like, you know what? Guys got to cancel the plans. Uh, so-and-so is down for cuddle time. Cuddle time is going to take over top priority right now. Brand new kind of like relationship. Do you, does that homeboy get a pass or not? Homeboy, homegirl, 2024, doesn't matter. You give him the pass, B. Let me, uh, I want to see how Nick uh, feels about this one actually first before I go. So can you, can you break it down one more time? So that listeners listeners uh, can hear it. One of your friends is in a brand new relationship. Yeah. You ha- you ha- you have plans, regular standing plans, different things going on. Da da da. Fortunately, they call and be like, "Yo, got to cancel for tonight. Oh, got to cancel next Saturday. Whatever it is, got to cancel. Cuddle time. New new significant others down for some cuddle time. Does that take priority over the friendship or over the plans that are standing? Do you cut them a pass? Do you give them a hard time? Well, if I was younger, I would say that would probably bother me because things change then, right? But if we're talking about now, you do you, man. I I don't really care. So I think it depends on the age where this is happening and how many times is it like, like how many is this the first time this has happened or is this the Eight time, you know what I mean? Like, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, B, where do you draw the line? Well, if it's a new uh, significant other, like to be honest, I, I don't really care. But you're definitely gonna get trolled, though. <laughs> right? Like, you're gonna get the you're gonna get trolled. Like, man, you always do this, and like this is the hundredth time. You're definitely gonna make them feel just bad about it. But in the grand scheme of things, what are you gonna get? Like. What if that person's gonna like ends up marrying that person or something, and you were just you were the one that was 
kind of in between of it, right? So well, you're, you're going to get bullied. You're, you're basically going to get bullied. <laughs> bullied. You're going to get worse than trolling. Right? And then next time when you say you don't want to come to something, but it doesn't involve her or anything, you're still going to get trolled that that's what you're doing. So it's just going to be a never-ending cycle. It takes a couple years, actually, to be honest. Yeah. To get because then when if, if you're with that person still, then it's, oh, yeah, all good, all good. Okay, yeah, whatever, whatever. Because then the respect comes, right? But before, you're just going to troll to the max for pretty much the first year, I would say. So in that same vein, then, if it's a long-term relationship, if, if they're married, do you still give them the same amount of slack or does the trolling it happen? Even? Back, it actually goes a little bit back because, like, it kind of goes back to the beginning of it when you're trolling and stuff like that. Because, like, you know that the, the person probably wants to come out just as bad, right? But then the trolling changes. Now you're not trolling that, like, they'll never come out. Now you're, you're trolling in a little bit of a different way because, like, you know the person wants to come out. They've already been with the person forever. It's not like the other scenario where, like, they're just getting with them and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It's a little different, but it actually goes back to the trolling, I feel. I just feel sorry for that person. Why do you feel sorry for them? Why is that a feeling sorry for? Because, man, when that happens, it's not going to be the first time. It's going to be the 800th time you're going to have to deal with that. It's just, it's, that sounds, it's, not, it's not a good relationship. Let's put it that way. Oh, it sounds like music to my ears. You're saying like, oh, man, this guy canceled plans like 800 times because he's just at home just smashing. Uh, is that, I, is that no, I don't think they're smashing. I just think that uh, he just can't go. He's got the ball and chain. <laughs> oh, I see what you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, There's it. no smashing, bro. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, let's hop into it. Let's get into this Cat Williams business right now. All right. So I got a clip. It's 11 minutes, but it's edited, and he calls everyone out. Do you guys want to see it? No. Let's talk about it. Let's pretend we just watched it. Well, what? That's the magic of the edit, man. That is a that's someone who's not very tech friendly right there. Your <laughs> your your non tech friendliness right there came out hard. Yeah. All right, let's watch part of this. You guys will mention some rappers and sometimes some actors and stuff, and like you guys look at me like this fucking idiot doesn't know, right? Right there, what you just did right there, that's the same way Nick and I, because Nick, Nick's jack of all trades. He knows the old, he knows the new. You can't really get anything too much around Nick. I get Nick no, fanboy over here, man. Ah, you dropped the ball on that, that snippet right there. We got to actually post that one. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm curious. Did you watch the entire video? The entire two and a half hours? No, 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 no. I've oh, watched it. Sorry? You didn't have time? No, no, no. So I watched what? Research. Okay, B, what about you? What about what for me? Did you watch the video? The Cat Williams? Yeah. Uh, I kind of I did a Gen Z. watched the clips. I you watched watch the clips. I did like a Gen Z like look of it where like, gotcha. you know, I read the headline. Yeah, I saw it. All I saw was he's dissing people and that's pretty much it. Um, I do so want to talk. About it, but. I want to talk about that. Though. Do, like, that's do, a good point. I'll do a minute. I'll do a minute of it. We'll go from there. How's yeah. That? Well, yeah. That's a good point that you raised, though. Like watching the whole thing versus just watching clip or like a shrunk down yeah. version of it. Because in total, this thing had like 80 million views. And part of that is slicing it up and then clips and did it in an awesome way. 
where he's got every individual he's talking about has their own individual clips, reactions to it, continuations to it, and then links to the full video after like almost every one of those clips. So did a great job of marketing it. And like I said, it's like 80 million views. So they were estimating like the re- revenue from it could be anywhere from, depending on what his payout uh, is like per view, click or whatever, could be from 300,000 to 800,000 for that one interview. So that's crazy. But yeah, condensed version, let's go. And he probably only paid him ten thousand dollars, maybe for it. Yeah, like yeah, like I don't even know what an appearance fee would be like for that one between two celebrities like that. So it's just going to he's going on tour right now too, Cat. So I mean that's just promotion for him now too, right? So and he's going on tour with uh, Kevin Hart's baby mama. <laughs> that's fun. Well, yeah, you didn't say that when Kevin Hart was all cheating on her and stepping out and making her in line. Like, and what's crazy from that is. After this, you do you hear some more of the videos, some more of the stories. She helped him write a lot of his material that he used to do some of his early stuff. So that that gets more and more interesting too. Yeah, it is what it is. Here I'll play it. Is that I'm quite likely to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God. And the reason I had to come is because you've made a safe place for the truth to be told. You gonna set the record straight? Are you kidding me? You let Ricky Smiley sit here and you said out that mouth, you stole Friday After Next, the one I was in. You stole the show in Friday After in Friday After Next. Yeah. This man told you he had Cat Williams' role. He was gonna be Money Mike. Wait. And Cat Williams was gonna be, fr- was gonna be the Santa Claus. And somebody said, no, we want you to play Mike, the uh, beaver-ass Santa Claus. <laughs> right, and then, yeah, because Cat Williams is going to be the Santa Claus. Right. Now, let's, three quick points. Three quick. You mean in Hollywood, they cast a five-foot-five black Santa Claus that weigh 145 pounds. That's your story. He told you the story about when the movie came out. Where did he say he watched it? At home. Friday after the next come out, I get my kids. Where are we going? We're going to the movies. We're going to see Friday after next. Right. But they didn't know I was in the theater. Right. He wasn't even at the premiere. I'm out in Hollywood. They switched off roles. You take this and he, what? And then, uh, and they switched it over. Right. I was audition number 201. He was about to All right. You that was a snippet. We, we can go more middle. Maybe I'll uh, have as as the cold open, but what are you guys' thoughts? Is is there falseness? Is there true? Is there what's going on with this whole deal? So if you keep if you keep watching if you keep watching that clip, you get to a point where he says, "You know what? He came in. He auditioned for this. It went pretty well." And like Ice Cube is like, "Okay, man, like that energy. That's what we need." And you gave me like if you guys remember that movie. Like Money Mike kept getting more and more kind of like of that airtime and whatnot. And Ice Cube kind of confirmed that. He's, there's like that's the best thing about this interview. There are so many response videos from all these different celebrities that he called out, all these different comedians that he called out. Some of them are like confirming some of the stuff Kat said. Some of them are like vehemently opposed to some of the things he's been out here saying. So this obviously is riddled with a bunch of truth. But the problem is when you have these comedians up there too, like, Hey, when we get on the mics here, we're all a little prone to embellish a little bit of a story here or there, or try to go for a punchline. When you have someone who does that as a profession, 
now you really have some issues of being like, I don't know if he's really just trying to like punctuate one of his jokes or if he's actually telling me something crazy that's true. So, I mean, he's gotten into this crazy back and forth with Ludacris where he said some stuff on here about Ludacris and how Ludacris was part of the Illuminati and that's why he got all his roles and all the movies that he did. And then Ludacris comes back and kind of answers him in a freestyle. And then just recently, oh, on the on the weirdest, craziest thing, Cat responds on a podcast that Suge Knight does from behind bars. So, I mean, it's just getting weird and ridiculous as is. And he has a freestyle responding to what Ludacris said. So, I mean, this guy seems to just be having fun telling... I think he's blending some of the honesty in with some of the some of the comedian stuff because there's no way he was actually going to kind of respond to Ludacris that way and just try to work in some lines. But if you do believe it or not, if you think he's telling the whole truth, in this disc, he says that Ludacris had a relationship, a physical relationship with Quincy Jones. So, like, now he's dragging everybody into this stuff. So how much does he know about all of the industry is the other part of it, man. First time I got these guys to be quiet, man. Holy. I'm actually thinking here. This this is the crazy part. So there's a few things that he talked about. He talked about how Steve Harvey's hair is fake back in the day, which was crazy. And it was true. He did Steve Harvey hard. A lot of of joke stealing. and Cedric? He went after Cedric? Well, which is a common thing. It's not just him. It's Steve Harvey stole jokes. Um, He said Mark Curry was basically Steve Harvey just stole Mark Curry's life. Hanging with Mr. Mark, Cooper for all you don't kid. know who Mark Curry is, he's basically, in the 90s, he was he's a stand-up comedian. He had a show called Hang with Mr. Cooper. He was a former NBA player, becomes a coach. Steve Harvey had his own show, you know, things like that. So a lot yeah, of jokes. Yeah, that's maybe the same now, right? After the after- Hugely successful show. It's easy to say now. Like that's where I think people think he's like he's making some of it up too. Like because you, well, why didn't you say that in in the nineties when you saw that he started? Oh, doing the Curry show? Curry's so, been Mark Curry's been saying it for years though. Like so, even before this cat interview dropped. Yeah. But that's the thing though. Yeah. Like I don't know if cat hopping on that and pushing that to the forefront because like yo, let me get this Steve Harvey stuff. Like because he's a big name. I can attach some of this Mark Curry stuff to that, get on here, and now like he knows shit's gonna go viral. Mark Curry's the first guy to ever have a fucking show. No, it, it was also some of it was like the whole sitcom thing kind of like kind of running parallels, but a lot of it was joke stealing again. So a lot of these guys are going back over the Kings of Comedy stuff and they're talking about like the joke stealing and how these guys rose to prominence being bigger stealing from some of these guys that were doing smaller clubs or this or that right yeah. if you if you get on later there's a crazy clip of uh his claim talking about like how Cedric stole one of his uh jokes and then they do a side by side of the joke that he was telling and then yeah. they show Cedric's a few years later and then that like uh, it's hard to say that he didn't. Like, there might be a little bit of leeway to be like, "Oh, this How is our." in the faces that Nick as uh, you know the comedian realm very much. Like, you know, you've you've done stand up and stuff. How big of a slap in the face is stealing a joke? Um, you know, 
they're stealing business ideas. They're stealing, you know, lyrics. There's stealing, uh, you know, university work. How big of a slap is it in that industry of stealing joke? Or is I think, it I think it depends on the joke, right? If it's a joke that makes you elevate and you stole it, yeah, it's a big deal. But if you're taking a joke that's not really, there's not much force behind it, people do get mad, but it's like, Whatever, right? They're going to brush it off. You move forward. But if it's a joke that changes your career, I think yeah, that's so, what makes so, it So if it's a joke that changes your career, that means that you heard the joke in some type of space where it was pretty much free-flowing for you to hear that joke. So if the so other guy didn't have the personality and the punchline and the delivering to do that joke, was that a dead joke for that person anyways? Are you are you stealing it then to elevate yourself? So let's let's use this joke that Cat Williams is talking about. He uses that joke as a closer. Mm-hmm. And Cedric the Entertainer uses it as a closer as well. So it was to me it's that's like you don't do that. You gotta post it to the Instagram. Like, yeah, once people see that video, see that clip, like exactly what Nick is saying. Yeah. And the and the part that once again you have to believe like what was true or here or not, right? He says that Cedric saw him and he's performing this stuff on like a, I think it was a BET special, and Cedric was like, Yo, that's a dope joke, like that's great, like blah blah blah. Like that that's awesome. And then it wasn't until a few years later that that was kind of kind of taken and that Cedric was using it in like one of his one of his specials and one of his tours or whatever it is, and changed up a little bit. But you you gotta see the clip. That's all I gotta say. You gotta see the clip. Hopefully, we'll post that to our socials. You gotta see the before, clip. Before we close, as I have a question to ask you guys, the biggest thing that he talked about was he says Kevin Hart is an industry plant. <laughs> Do you believe that? Uh, that that one's a little bit tougher because this is in a quick form. Quick form. Quick form. No, I don't believe that. No. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. Think I think there so might be some shit. People think that's so easy to just put someone in everyone loves them and stuff. That that doesn't make any sense. Like, I think that he might have done things or made deals or done things in a manner that Cat necessarily wouldn't have, or maybe he sacrificed this or that, or like he thinks he's a suck up or whatever it is, or maybe he like didn't adhere to some of like the unwritten code of what cat thinks you should do as you're moving and wheeling and dealing here in Hollywood or trying to make your way up as a comedian. Whereas he kind of Kevin Hart really wanted to be that, uh, uh, that universal universal character person, actor that you could put in whatever type of thing and kind of seems to be like more business oriented than he is necessarily the craft of being like a pure comedian. Right. So, I think Cat might have feel some type of way about that, but did is is Kevin Hart's success unwarranted? I don't think that that has anything to do with like being a sellout necessarily, right? Like he does a lot of things that expands his reach and whatever that are a lot safer than what a pure comedian would be doing, but that's by design too, right? So I don't think that he's an industry plant. Moving on here. So uh, (laughs) 
I'm not going to get B upset here. So Mo's death um, got asked a question. Actually, let's just play it here before we, uh, before we yeah, go. Yeah, let's hop into that. You've got the, you got the response there, too? I got it right here, my friend. Like, is Drake hip-hop? He's thinking hard. Drake is pop to me. In the sense, like, if I was in Target in Houston and I heard a Drake song, it feels like a lot of his music is compatible with shopping. (laughs) Commercial music. Or as or it's you know shopping with an edge in certain instances. Fair. I like Drake's music, but I understand exactly what you're saying. Of course. I mean I it's it's commercial, entertaining, fun, good, it's formulaic music. It's likable. Likable music, yeah. It's likable. Um, but is it Lena, I'm gonna leave you alone. We're gonna move we're gonna move on. Um So many products. So many so, skews. So many skews. <laughs> Look at all these skews. Oh, so many products. So much merchandising. So oh, many barcodes. I love this mall. <laughs> Look at this place. I mean, look at this place. They have everything. Everything's here. They have everything here. Oh, this is great. This is a new Drake. You hear it? It's great. What's the accent okay. he's putting on his voice there? What happens when this thing collapses? What happens when the columns start buckling? Are we not in some early stage of that at this present hour? Are we seeing like the collapse of the empire? Buying and selling. Where's the message that I can use? Right. You know, what's in it for your audience apart from like banging the pom-poms? You got the Drake's response anywhere in there? That was crazy. That was crazy. It seemed to be like he was kind of holding back at first. At first, he was kind of giving him out. But then, man, when they started hitting that formulaic, that's the word that's going to put. What do you call him? Champagne Poppy? He's going to. Oh, oh, oh. So I got into the mix on. Uh... Let's keep it for this old man here on Twitter. Um, oh. Quite a big response, which which blew up my thing here. Basically, what he's saying is he's targeting the younger audience. When the foundation breaks, meaning when that younger crowd gets older, he can't go any younger. So what does that leave your product? Right? And that's what he's getting at. That's what I got out of the message. And he's saying the music that he's trying to make is for everybody, which is pop music. Don't get me wrong. Drake's got some crazy, crazy tracks, hip-hop-wise. But lately, a lot of it's trying to grab everyone in, right? I think his... His best moments was probably back to back. You know, when he had that Meek Mill beef. Obviously, you guys know what side I was on. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, I think, I think the him transcending into this section 
it is what it is. It's targeting younger crowds. What's going to happen when the younger crowd gets older? You can't go any younger. It's just going to get too weird. So that younger crowd's going to grow up. Probably still like a few Drake tracks. They, they're going to move on, right? Just like you, Bell. Like, you stopped, I, listening to, you stopped listening to hip-hop, what, 2009? Bro, I still listen to my same crisscross tape from back in the day. Okay, but when did you stop listening to hip-hop? Like, 2009, oh, right? Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, some of the newer stuff, like newer artists yeah. or whatnot? Yeah. Yeah, man. Besides from Sexy Red, I don't think I listen to any. Yeah, she hasn't even listened to Lil Wayne either. Yeah. <laughs> Weezy, babe. Weezy's pop so too, be, man. So, B, that's that's like my perfect example right there. So, you're you're gonna go. There's always gonna be a break. I had a break too at one point. You're gonna you're gonna go and you're gonna have this complete stop. You don't want to listen to this anymore. This is not for you. And what are you gonna do, right? So, I think that's what he's talking yeah. about, rather than so easy hip hop. Hip hop is going to be your Nas, you know, putting out albums that no one really, at one point, it's there, but it wasn't, it wasn't taken fully seriously. You know what I mean? His last, what? his last few albums were crazy. Don't get me wrong, but he's always been true to what it is, and it's hip hop, right? You don't see him do pop songs. You don't see him do anything popular. Nas is the perfect example of what hip-hop is but don't you think that's just part of the evolution of things though like we're saying like well like i don't know he's like pop so pop popular music the other factor though is hip-hop has become pop now right like you never heard you would never hear hip-hop music on the radio you would never hear hip-hop music being used in all kinds of different commercials, right? On yeah, the argument, the argument is the, the, the argument right now is everyone is saying Drake is hip hop. He is the guy. You want the definition of hip hop right now? Current artist, Drake is the guy. But doesn't exactly? Argument. But doesn't 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 that genre like doesn't that evolve over time? So when we say Drake is hip hop, hip hop has changed to like it's not outskirts anymore. It's not like rap when it first started. I'm sure like heavy metal was the same kind of thing or rock and roll used to be the same kind of thing, right? Like it, it, it wasn't something so like like ad- adversive or like it wasn't so like rebellious, right? Like that's what it, that kind of stuff was, was like, oh man, this is something like, this is our space. This is our voice. This is something different from everyone else. But when everyone starts liking that vibe and that energy, it's so hard to then change that up to be something completely different, something completely new, right? No, but there's so many there's so many hip hop artists right now. You got Jay Z still hip hop artist, you got Nas, J. Cole, you got Kendrick. Like those guys are not making pop music. You know what I mean? That's a big difference, man. Yeah, yeah, I get I get what you're saying, a bit of it, but that's, even that's the difference, man. They're not they're not even there that's... to make a a radio tune that's going to be cheap for everyone. See, that's the thing, though. And things out. I guess that's my problem, though, is things become way, way, way more popular. Like it's, it's a lot different. Like if you heard, if you heard like a Nas track or like a Tupac song back in the day, and you heard that on like even a sneaker commercial that was played on TV, you'd be like, "This is the most insane thing 
that I like they were using it like it, it, people used to do that to be like edgy and like Converse was like kind of like oh I'm gonna embrace like the hip hop culture or Adidas like oh okay kind of push it they had like run DMC now it would you wouldn't be surprised at all if you turned on like any type of commercial like like a water commercial and they had like like a Kendrick song playing in the back or or something like that right like all of those songs now are are far more acceptable and hip hop itself is far more acceptable than it ever was, which opens up a lot more avenues for things to be commercial. Yeah. Right? But that, does, that doesn't mean that like, cause everyone's like, that doesn't mean that, you know, that 20 year old girl or 20 year old, you know, guy or whatever, that's literally getting into hip hop right now and listens to Drake that like, like that's not what hip hop was. So like, do they know what hip hop is? You know what I mean? Or is this the only hip hop they know? I think like, cause you're, you're, I think bell, you're trying to take like the side of like the, you know, you're playing the devil's advocate because to an extent you actually don't believe in the, in what you're saying because you don't practice that actually. But I think you're, you know what I mean? Cause you don't, what do you mean when you say I don't practice well, that? Like, what you do you mean? You don't, well, you don't, well, you're not putting on all the new hip hop people coming out because, like, in your head, it's like, oh, what's this? Like, it was not really. There is a there is a hundred percent of that in that inside you, but I think what you're saying is it does change over time. Like, you take Kanye West for example, right? Kanye West broke in. Like, look at Stronger. Is that a is that a rap song or a hip hop song? Yeah, it is, but. It broke into the mainstream with the glasses and the right, like all like. So do we now? We love that, right? We let Kanye have those flowers for breaking in that, right? Then he did, you know, things like uh, you know all of the ones he did, like the all the albums that are so different that he's done. Like they're not necessarily following hip hop. So I think like what's happening is you're right, Bell. Hip hop's becoming that like meld of everything. But now when you say like. If you ask me something and I'm like, man, I listen to rap and I don't say hip hop, rap is almost like what hip hop was. Like, I know mm-hmm. that's weird. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I listen to the underground, like, not underground, but like, I'm listening to like the boom bap, you know, spitting it on the verse, blah, 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 right? Like, rhymey type beats type. But hip hop is kind of like, do whatever you want. It just, it, whereas, but when they, like, the stuff Drake posted, like, he posted, um, he posted Wu Tang talking about it, like what hip hop is, but but they were talking about hip hop back when like hip hop is how we refer to rap now. So he's taking it out of context and being like, "Look what they said twenty five years ago." Well, you can't apply it because it's changed, right? Now you're you're nitpicking it, right? You're talking about Drake's response to uh, this video, right? Yeah. yeah. So no, I like and I like I like what you're what you're this saying there. In a second, you say anything, this guy will respond immediately. So I- <laughs> right he's like katie with that burner but i guess i guess the biggest thing there is and you kind of pointed it out when you said hip-hop versus rap and that's kind of what's changed and i think the older generation myself included right when you think of hip-hop rap you're still thinking of that in that same vein and i guess kind of like what i was saying is maybe it's time for that evolution to come where hip hop and the, and you know why the biggest change was made from it being rap to being considered hip hop or that genre widening it out 
is it was to make it more palatable to a wider audience, right? Because there's people who grew up with the idea that like rap is bad. So you're not going to tell these, these parents or whoever's going out and buying the stuff. <laughs> That's exactly it, right? You're not going to go out and tell the, these parents that they're buying a rap album for their, for their kids, or they're going to take their kids to a rap concert. It's going to be a hip hop. It's funny right? because what Nick said with, um, you know, they're going to be making tracks and stuff that like they can't listen to. And, 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 you know, this is not going at, at most depth on anything, but like, that's what's happened to him. Right. You know, he ain't, he's not dropping anything that, you know, the kids are going to listen to, or like, it's not going to happen. Right. So I think a lot of like, these older rappers and stuff too, like the legends of the past are also like, I think they're a little jealous too. of sometimes like not the, not the rap and the music coming up, but more so the commercial success of Drake. Cause like Drake's commercial success, we have never seen it. Everything worked perfectly for him. Right. The clear sounding easily like hearable bars that are like, Oh, that was sick. You can hear everything. It's not grimy. You can, he can sing. He does all these things that like has made him so much money and has made him probably the biggest artist, one of the, of all time. And I think like people get a little bit upset too, that like, how the hell, like, is he still doing this? Cause in that, in that video, most definitely, like, you can definitely see like, he's been holding on to that a bit. Like, well, he didn't want that to get exposed for sure. That, you know what I mean? Like, so I think there's a little bit of that too, but. So I think just to add on to that, I think. I don't think these rappers are jealous. I think wrong word, yeah, but I get what you mean. But I think what it is, it's okay. If Drake didn't respond, I don't think this would have mattered. But the fact that he responded back to me seems like he's trying really hard to get that green light from. Past rappers, like, and I think he wants the green light because he understands it actually does mean a lot. It does mean a lot. He knows so, it means a lot, but he also knows the other side that he like did all this means a lot. Yeah, he tries yeah. to hold everything right. Yeah. So I think I think with what Moses saying is, is it like, 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 like the best way to say it is, if you get these old rappers, and it's been proven. To do shows, people will come see it. Solo, 50 Cent, Eminem, Wu-Tang, Nas, Mr. Rhymes, you name it, right? They'll sell out arenas no matter what because people people know that, right? But if you go to a Drake show now, what do you think is going to be there? It's going to be a lot of, you know, a lot of kids. It's going to be a lot of mixed you know, kids, they're going to be expecting expecting songs that they hear, you know, from the radio and stuff like that. But if you go to, like, you know, a Wu-Tang or Busta or Nas, you're going to get the true, you know, hip-hop guys that followed them from Illmatic to, you know what I mean? Like, the different, nah, crowd, I get, I get, I get what the you're different crowd that you bring in, right? And I think a lot of these artists are like, well, you're, you're using a form element of hip hop, but you're putting into the popular portion where a lot of these guys won't cross that border. Right. So anyways, yeah. moving, moving on here. Let's talk 
about the end of an era for the Raps. Pascal Siakam traded for a few draft picks. Bruce Brown. None of them good either, though. Like, that's the big thing, right? Like, none of them are going to turn out to be any kind of value. Who else? Dude, Ujiri, genius, man. He literally. Genius? OG. Think about this, bro. OG. OG and Siakam. He literally got like four or five draft picks. He's got he's got Brown, solid player, and now he doesn't have to deal with he doesn't have to deal with Siakam thinking, hey, I'm gonna leave free agency. They caught. He got wanted a max. Back. Siakam he's wanted not, a max last no, year. No, he doesn't deserve the max. Come he's on, to get the max. Doesn't deserve it. He's easy. He he's more deserving of Tobias Harris. He'll get the max in Indiana, that's for sure. He's going to get the max 100%. He's gave up three picks for him. They're going to give him the max and more. Well, listen, listen. The picks that they gave up, though, like, here's the thing. The Pacers are going to be a good team for the next little while, and Siakam doesn't have to be the guy on that team, right? So he's a good number two, number three. We can't argue his development there, right? So he's going to be that good extra kick. They already have their number. They, they might even have a one-two already, right? But the other part of it, though, is their young core, some of the guys that they've been talking about in the trade, Raptors didn't get any of those guys that are projected to be higher than the guys that we got back. So I, I say we. So I don't know if necessarily those picks turn out to be a high pick. They might be pretty low in the grand scheme of things. And next year's draft's not even supposed to be good. Ujiri, Ujiri traded OG and Pascal. He got three first-round picks, a second-round pick, R.J. Barrett, Bruce Brown, Emmanuel Quickly, whatever his name is, and then two random he's been the best. He, Quickly's been the best fit so far, right? And Barrett, Barrett, Barrett could end up – Barrett's going to be the one that kind of decides, I think, who wins or loses that trade. you got to hope for an off-season from the Pacers to make those trades – little bit valuable. He did a lot better with the OG trade, I thought, than the Siakam trade. Well, I I think the Raptors are going to for free, bro. There, there's nothing better you can do there. That's unbelievable to get those when he's going to walk through it. For two players, you got all that? At this point, oh, last cool. year. And I know you're saying the Pacers might have a hot, low pick, blah, blah, blah. Bro, I don't, I don't trust any of these execs to pick the top 10 right anyway. I'd rather have the late picks where, like, you just dart throw pick someone in a 10 to 30 because these guys get this wrong all the fucking time. They're never right. Right. The top 10 is never, especially the Raptors. They're always taking some, some dude from Europe and he shows up and then he just leaves and never shows up back again. Like so, that Flynn oh, pick that we have to trade away. I want them to have the power to take the number two guy or the three guy or, you know what I mean? Like pick someone in the twenties. Like, I don't care. Just give me three chances to do something. <laughs> I'll take it. The, well, the hey, Pacers, the Pacers are like in the eighth spot right now. So, are they? Yeah, I don't think so. I think I personally. So, what do you guys think this does for the Pacers? Because I think this moves the needle like crazy for the Pacers. I uh, don't. How about you, Bill? I think that this puts them in a great spot because what they gave up, like you get Siakam, who is going to be. We thought that he could be a star on our team for what, like two, three years? Yeah. Right? You had him. I never said that. (laughs) Well, he's been an all-star, right? 
Like he's turned that up. He's a guy that you can't argue that he's like, he's a developmental player. Remember where he was drafted and where he came out of, right? This guy is like basically an in-house like redemption story. Dude, being an all-star is nothing anymore. It's meaningless. Considering where he started, it's pretty big. And to be able to add that all-star piece, a guy who went essentially went is going from being a number one to being a solid number two for you. Or like I even said, like a number three. And you add that to the young core you already have. And that team starts to get pretty interesting, man. I disagree. I think, I think when you have in the Celtics now, when you have Miles Turner and then Siakam, dude, that inside is blocked. You're not doing anything. Great. Giannis, try to get in there. You ain't getting in there. This is oh, a play- Giannis could easily do it. This is a playoff built team, man, to be honest. And don't forget, man, Tyrese Halliburton is on fire lately. I don't guy, the Celtics, I think the Celtics are going to lose They're going to come in there. They're going to lose in the playoffs again. They have a huge ego problem. Like once it gets to the, the, the playoffs, they have no idea who the leader is. And it's been happening every year the past, what, three years now? And the, the, the Bucks, I think, are still one. But, Nick, you said the Pacers are seven. They are, but they're three games out of the three seed. So they're right there. I I I wouldn't be surprised if Pacers won the East. To be honest, you know I what I I love exactly what B is saying, and like I think he's more or less saying like Ty, Tyrese Halliburton. There, like he is the next face of the NBA. And if you guys want to go on NBA Top Shots and get your Halliburton now, buy low, buy low right now, right now. I know someone who's got a Tyrese Halliburton card available for you, limited edition rookie card. That is who you want to pick up. NBA Top Shots. Google it if you don't know what it is. Come right now. Get your money in now. This is an investment. Because this guy's promoting NFTs and stuff on here. Don't do this. This is a a big investment for you guys right now. It's right now. So who who do you have number one in the East and West? You said Pacers? So I still have the Bucks number one. But I think, like, in a seven-game series, I think the Pacers would give them problems. I have the Bucks still. I think it's going to be Bucks and Nuggets, to be honest. But what do you have? Clippers. I got the Celtics finally making it out. Celtics, you know, I think they already made it out when the Warriors beat them. What are you talking about? Twenty twenty-two, man. Twenty twenty-two, man. You're living in the past, bro, man. How crazy is that? They were in the finals. The Warriors just won twenty twenty-two, man. That's insane. That's like three years ago. Calm down. But here's one that no one understands, man, is the impact that Draymond's going to have as he returns back to playing, man. And that's the one. You don't, don't count out. You never count out a shooting team. Never count out a shooting team. Golden State, Celtics rematch. Um, Before I talk about Draymond here, look at the West here. You got Timberwolves one. Thunder 2, Nuggets 3, Clippers 4, Pelicans 5, Pelicans at 6. West is sick. How fucking long has the West just been just unbelievable? It's been like 20 years, man. That's crazy, man. So are we going to, uh, if the, say the Lakers slip into the 8 spot, we're going to uh, Lakers at mini or what? Oh, that'd be sick. That'd be sick, eh? That'd be sick. Nice game one. Regardless, that mini that mini game is going to be 
there's going to be some team in there that's going to be worth watching. That might that's going to be a good playoff game. It's going to be a good playoff game. Yeah. If uh, if OKC make the Western Conference Finals, I'm going. I'm calling right now. Um, What's up next? But, but back to Draymond. I want to talk about Draymond for a second. There was a question that somebody asked him. It was, has therapy changed you? And he goes, no. And they're like, oh, so you haven't learned your lesson? You haven't? And I started watching his old videos. I really don't think there's an issue with him. I love him. <laughs> yeah. I love him. No, don't. I, he just gets upset just, about something. I think. I think the problem is he has that old school trait. And, and the league right now just doesn't like it. So they're trying to they're trying to make him not behave, but they're trying to make him not be a bully. Right? And I think the problem is he can get into anyone's head. He's very good at that. And I think that's that's causing more problems than anything else. Well, what do you what do you guys think about Dream One? I think Draymond is just one of those guys that when you tell him not to do something, he wants to do it even more. And I think a lot of the time Draymond even knows that he's wrong about things. And I also think, like we say, he's got that old school trait, but he's also like, he's pretty like uh, dramatic and theatrical. Like you saw how like him spinning around and clocking that guy in the face. Like even when he was doing that, he knows like, man, I'm just being an idiot here. But he would never back down or actually admit that. He probably admitted that in his like therapy sessions or court appointed or I should say league appointed, whatever. I, you might not even consider him therapy or whatever, anger management, whatever it was. But I think he knows deep down that like, yeah, man, no, that was a dick move. But he'll never say that. He's just going to be stubborn and like dig his heels in. <laughs> I don't know. I just hope Draymond just keeps doing what he's doing, man. <laughs> he's... I love that guy, man. Now he's just clocked the teammate. He's, he's, just, he's just doing whatever he wants to do. And it's pretty funny because when they were talking to him, he said he's going to about to retire, right? Really, Adam Silver had to talk about him. Yeah, yeah that's what he said. <laughs> it's pretty funny, right? If yeah. I was him, I'd, I'd clock Siakam in the first place. Yeah, good luck by the Spicy Peak. Um, <laughs> that was the funniest thing about this whole trade. Subway just launches a new, uh, a new ad, a new uh, like uh, what was it called? Rice bowls or whatever it is. All these different things. Uh, Fuck, he doesn't eat rice, man. Fuck that. Was that was he OG. doesn't even brush his teeth, man. Wasn't that OG? And then the other one, they have uh, McDonald's and like the Siakam yeah, Squirrel, the new McFlurry, and what all this shit. I'm like, they know he's a tornado, right? That's the good thing. We've been making a joke forever. Like, he's just a fucking spinning tornado. And no. they just call this thing the That's hilarious. McDonald's Canada pushing all this stuff. They're like, oh, let's find a, a, a national star, right? Yeah, Everyone like, loves basketball. Was of this trade before it happened then? Why the fuck are you getting a McFlurry in the winter, man? <laughs> There's so many people, man. All the people that don't listen to rap but listen to hip hop, they love having like ice cream and shit in the in the winter. I definitely not on board for that. Spot. Right, Next, all right. Yeah, that was fire, bro. What a joke here. Womp womp. B, let's talk about the NFL here. Let's talk about your Eagles. What happened, man? Fuck, I don't know, man. I think 
It was very difficult to watch, man. Just watching with AJ Brown out. And honestly, even if he was there, I don't think it would have made a real difference. There's something going on there. Like a lot of people are like, fire the coach, blah, blah, blah. He's only been there, what, three years? Great coach, like won a lot of games, took him to the Super Bowl. Like New offensive coordinator, though. Yeah, but like, again, that was in like week 13, 14. Like they were 10 and 1. Right? That's a crazy thing. They That's were 10 and 1, bro. And they had to visit to Tampa Bay in a playoff game and lose by Baker Mayfield, who now Baker we have- Mayfield and them boys, boy. Bullshit about a Baker, Baker's back. He really was, did just need the perfect scenario. Then they're going to pay him and he's going to be shit again like every other fucking guy. That oh, still so bitter because he beat the, your guys. Yeah. Hey, Baker and them boys, you better watch out. You better watch out for Baker oh, and them boys. Man. Those Cowboys. <laughs> that's Cowboys absolute that Averaging 40 points per game. They announced that McCarthy's job was saved. Do you believe that for a minute? Yeah. You think, you think he starts the season next year? Yeah, yeah. But that was embarrassing, mm. man. They're, this is a this is a quarterback that's just starting his first season, Jordan Love. He all his receivers were injured. He a finished lot. hot though, man. He didn't look he finished hot. hot, but like in Dallas, that defense was the best defense and they got cooked for forty points, man. They were down like thirty to like seven at one point at home. Like and hey, I with with McCarthy, like who else would you get? You can't get Belichick. You move. can't get Belichick? Move right into that team? Because you gotta think about this. No, because you, you got to think about this. He's going what, to the Eagles. What, what does Belichick do in the Patriots? He runs, he runs the fucking show, right? Yeah, that's the problem. Man. He, does, he who's says the, he, he Who's says the owner he, of the Dallas Cowboys? They have a great relationship, apparently, and he says he's yeah. willing not to worry about that GM not duties. To, no, he's, he's going to step on his toes. He's not going to go to a place... He's not going to go to a place where he's going to do a complete rebuild, though, where he can get that GM, GM and coach duties. Yeah, but he wants, but, but you got to think about this, man. If he goes to Atlanta, he doesn't have to care about what's happening. He's starting brand new. You go to the Cowboys, you're dealing with that mess. Keep in mind, Bell's chasing 15 wins. 15 wins, he's number one all time in front of Don Shula. That's really all he's chasing. So he can really go anywhere, to be honest. Right. Well, he's gonna go. He was think about how old he is too, though, right? He's gonna want to go somewhere where he can be on a contending team, right? Like he wants to get that non Brady Super Bowl. That's another thing that's on there. I don't don't think so. I don't think so. You don't think he'll get it, or you don't think he wants it? I don't think he cares about that. I think I think he just wants to cheer. I think he cares. Hundred percent. So then, why would he go? Why would he go to Atlanta then? Why is he going to go to Atlanta? I never said he'd go to Atlanta. Dude, well, I, 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 so, yeah, I'm with you. I don't think he cares. Like, if he doesn't get that, to him it's like a 10%. It matters 10%. Yeah. But it will always be in the back of his head that, like, Brady left in the first fucking year. This guy threw for 40 touchdowns and won the Super Bowl. I think that will always be in his head because those questions will always be there now. Of, oh, what if they – you know, was it only him? Was it only those? Those are going to surround him now forever. If he just didn't go and win that one championship, it would have always been greatest ever duo, blah, blah, blah. And now there's so many people. Obviously, we know, I don't think it's that's true at all. There's 52 people. There's so much glue to keep together on a team. But a lot of people are going to be questioning this now, right? 
Yes, sir. Guess the odds for Belichick. Atlanta plus 140. And everyone else plus 600 or higher. He's actually he's actually tied plus one forty to coach no teams next year. No, he's oh. gonna coach a team. He's gonna coach a team. He has a, apparently a second interview with the not sure what what this guy's interviewing for, but yeah. with who the Falcons? I think he's yeah. He had his first one, and now he has another one. And I think he's gonna be hired personally by like in probably in the next week or so. To be honest, that's crazy. The betting books, the betting books know it, man. The odds would that's not what the They're odds They're just are. saying that because he opened up a strip club in Atlanta. But that doesn't necessarily mean he has to go there in outsource management, man. Yeah, we're going to meet our boy doing that crypto there. <laughs> what are buddies there again? Oh, tag team back again. Tag team, yeah, he's doing that crypto. <laughs> oh, I can't Which believe it. Good right now, I can't believe I listened to an hour of that bullshit, man. What are you talking about? He He made money off of it. He just yeah, wanted to get you to invest yeah. so he could make even more money. Well, he lost. He lost all his tag team uh, fucking money. It's fucking crazy. It's crazy how he just talked about NFTs and shit. Just and you had to sit there and realize, holy fuck, man, this guy is very bad with his money, man. It just depends when you got out, man. He also talks about being super diverse and doing speaking engagements, doing conferences. Yeah, I'm sure he has a good money stream where money just keeps coming in. Don't get me wrong. He had some good ideas, man. He had some good ideas. It's funny this- that I don't want to talk about like their last like of like the thing that you know he always never wants to talk about like that something that one song or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, man, like I know you don't want to talk about it, but that like that shit made you, man, right? Yeah. It's crazy because, like, if, you, if, if, if that's what this guy does, what does the other guy do? That's what I want to know. He, well, he said that they did a couple, like, uh, reunion shows or whatever. Like, this seems to be, like, the most deaf kind of guy, right? He's like, yo, can we focus on our music right now? Like, you want to talk music, I'm down to help you. I'm down to do whatever. The other guy's like, yo, I need, uh, like, tag team mugs, tag team hats, tag team flip-flops. Whatever it is, let's get that money. Yeah, so but it's how many very interesting. Do you have any music they put out though, right? Like what? Maybe max ten thousand plays. Like no, you go to those reunion shows, man, and do all that stuff. Look, the Backstreet Boys are starting to get commercials after doing their their. Yeah, Backstreet Boys stuff. has more than one yeah. hit, man. They have like they have like twelve hits, man. Yeah. Holy, this guy's just out here. You guys are out here flaming or former guests. So this is Thirst for Problems. Thanks for listening, guys. It would be great if you guys come on our podcast. If you got anything you just <laughs> no, say, no, no, no. come on our podcast, and then we're gonna flame you uh, six months later. Okay. No, Jeez. We're, just, we're just we're just being critical. I yeah. I love I love every guest that we've had, except for the NFTs. Man. <laughs> I love you that we've had, but but you will not be not you will be subject of criticism if. Stuff yeah. you said doesn't pan out. I'm not going, oh, he was great. It was a great. No, it actually wasn't a great lecture. Of a lot of that, yeah. that part of it, the like the other stuff was great when he was saying. So you're, you're, doing, yeah. you're doing, you're doing this in hindsight now. At the time, did you think that that was good info and good I advice? Never, I never believed in it. I never okay. thought it was good. I never thought it was good advice. I, but, but when things are going good like that, you could definitely be like, oh, he could be like, you know, he might be doing this. He might be doing don't get me wrong, that always happens to people, right? But at the end of the day, man, when you're when you're doing stuff that are highly like just new things, right? Like 
that didn't that didn't last very long, right? Fair and enough. Fair enough. It, you know, as as big as a as long as a me crunching a potato chip, man, right? So, Yo. hey, Bell, who is who is that distillery uh, with that guy who brought? Half a bottle. <laughs> oh man! In the trunk. Who was that? Oh fuck! I wish I could remember. That was a wild one, man. Uh, oh, that was that was years and years ago. I think when they kind of first opened. And since then, we've interviewed their newer people, and they've been great. Been Who was great that? and offered us tours and discounts. Like it's been great. I think Capital K. Back back in the day. Oh, that was Capital K. Okay. Yeah, and then that guy moved away or whatnot. The guy, yeah, coming from a distillery, and comes in. He came live in studio doing an interview, and that's a conversation I actually really like. I love the love the conversation, loved his ideas, love what he was going out to do next. The pro, the only the only issue that we had with him was that he comes in, he works at a distillery. Has a whole bunch of bottles at home. Has a whole bunch of bottles at work. Comes in though with a with a half empty bottle, and we're like, me and Nick are just kind of eyeing each other, being like, did this guy just opened this. Or did this guy? My first thought though was, did this guy drink this on the way over to this thing? Dude, like, it was dude. crazy. He's like, oh man, I forgot the bottles. He's like, but I had one in my car. You guys gonna have this? <laughs> Yeah, I pulled it out of my truck. Was, was, that, like, was that that party or something? It was crazy. That that was literally an interview that he was showing up for from the distillery. But it's like, did did you actually forget the bottle, or is this the bottle? And like, did you make a stop beforehand? Like, I don't know what that was. So that one, I you deserve some flame on that one. But the interview itself was great. I would say go back and listen to. That. In fact, listen to all of our interviews with Capital K. Because that is something we're trying to organize once again, get back into the thirst part of things, as well as get more and more guests on. We put together we a that, short. Uh, we need that Playboy model again. <laughs> what's your What's your greatest? Uh, what would she say? What's her greatest trait or whatever? And she's like, I would. I'd probably say that's my humility, and it's like <laughs> that was crazy. Okay. We gotta get more guests, okay. man. After all this, we we gotta get more guests. We got a short list together. I think I sent out the first and wave, this- but we got a short list. Adding to it, compiling it. Okay. If anyone has any guest ideas or guest demands, whether that's someone specific or if that's just a, a genre of people, like oh, a category of people you want comedians, you want Playboy models, you want nurses, whatever, whatever it is. Let us know, politicians, this, that, whatever it is. We'll try to get someone that hits that field. Because at the end of the day, we just like having great conversations with people. Since I can't have them with my two co-hosts here, we must be getting someone else in here. What's that? Your voice is very coarse. I I told you, man. It's uh, coaching this week. Uh, it's, it's been it's been a long week. It's been a long week. We should get Sasuke back. <laughs> I want to get uh, what we have to do. Now we're just getting inside baseball here, but what we have to do is we got to find a way to get the one punch assassin on, and then like then surprise Susky with a. That'd be just just see those two nutcases hanging out together would be just freaking wild. But he's been getting some acting gigs, so big shout out yeah. to uh, Mike Susky, one of our first guests, a repeated guest, and uh, that's guy who has stories. Guy carried us. Guy carried us the first couple of months. 
He was on his shoulders, man. I'll tell you that. Great dude. Great dude. Great stories. Love that guy. Anyways, hey, that's it for me. Thirst World Problems. I'm out. What do you guys got? So you're just done now? <laughs> Peace. So you're just removed or what? Like, is there oh, yeah. There's yeah. a consci- conscientious objector. <laughs> That's funny, man. All right, Thirst World Problems, I'm out. How about you guys? <laughs> well, we're still here, man. Bro, this cup's empty, man. Let's go. Damn. Thanks for listening to the Thirst World Problems Podcast. For more exclusive content, follow us on Instagram at Thirst World Pod. Make sure to subscribe, like, and share.